Welcome back to Bible study, to Philippians chapter 3. And we, we were just talking before, you know, what, what pace should we... We never know what pace we'll go through the verses, or whether the Lord will just pick out one word, or, or Derek might pick out one letter of one word. But anyway, welcome, Derek. Um, back to Bible study and John. Thank you. And it's really a great blessing to be here. We, we are going to, as we do, slightly overlap on our reading last week's. So, John, if you're able to read from verse 10 of Philippians chapter 3 uh, to the end. Okay. And by God's will, we'll see how far we get through. <coughs> All right. Starting at verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained, or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk, as you, as you have us for a pattern. For many, walk of, for many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Amen. Mm. Thank you very much again. I'll, I'll pray. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we uh, are humbled again as we uh, read these amazing words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, written by Paul and conveyed to us all these centuries later. We are uh, mindful of the power of your word uh, to transform us from within. We ask, Lord, that we would be open, that our hearts would be open to you this hour, those of us here in the studio, everyone watching, those who view it, uh, in the years to come, may hear from you, from these, uh, these few minutes, these few insights that we bring from your word. So give us your strength and help us uh, now as we follow these writings. Amen. 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 Yeah. <coughs> so, John, while you were reading it, I was th thinking... I was too flippant about the, you know, the, you, literally every word has weight. Yes. There's a weight. And as you said, there's a density to, to, chapter, to chapter three. Mm. Um, we, we read through, didn't we, last week, I think through to, to verse 14, but we didn't get there. And I don't think we, we didn't even complete verse 
10. Mm. But I think you said we didn't even complete verse 9. Oh, <laughs> so, no. Uh, um, but yes, it, verse 9 is such a crucial verse. Yeah. That I think in the, in the whole passage, it's kind of a foundational verse where, yeah. where because there, there's a shift from the start of this chapter to the end of the chapter. Mm. Um, and he talks about being found in Christ. And the key to that is not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. And that really was the first part of the chapter where Paul is really saying, you know, this attempt to justify myself, to get saved by my own efforts, by my mm -hmm. own law keeping, mm -hmm. to have my own righteousness based on my performance mm -hmm. is utterly, utterly fails. Yeah. You know, he says, I've tried that, I've done it. And I've, I've got all the pedigree. I did all the performance as a Pharisee. And, and now I realize it's a big zero. In fact, it's a negative because it gets in the way of me trusting in Christ. And, and so he, he says, really as the foundational issue, I've, I've, I've come to this place where I don't have my own righteousness, from the, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. And, and then having received this righteousness from God by faith, first of all, that gives you a legal basis now that you, right. your standing before God is secure yeah. through Christ's righteousness, not your own. Mm. And now you can kind of relax as far as that's yeah. concerned. Yeah. But it's not for you now suddenly say, well, I can do whatever I want. I can live as I like. Yeah. Now you actually have the righteous life. And this is the second aspect. It's the imparted righteousness of Christ. You have his righteous life in you through the Holy Spirit. That's right. And that empowers us. And the whole point of getting saved really is that now we would pursue Christ. Yeah. And as we exactly. pursue Christ, we will come into the full experience of his righteousness, of his joy, of his, of his peace, of every blessing he has for us. Right. It's one thing to have something put into your bank account. Yeah. I mean, you may have 100,000 pounds in your bank account, but so are, you, to, are, are you, you using, using it? it? Are you so, drawing so upon it? I definitely it? remember some, us covering some of that, but it's yeah. always good to repeat, mm. always good, as, as Paul said earlier in the chapter, saying the same things, and John, um, well, some say it's a sign of madness, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll risk it. Um, we, a, a few weeks ago, we took a step back and we've, we've sort of reached that one of the, your key verses. Yeah, very much. Chapter so. three, um, knowing Christ. Knowing I want Christ. to know Christ. And you see in, 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 in these verses how Paul is just, it's, it's all consuming to him. Yeah. It, it's... It's the driving thing in his life to know Christ, mm, yeah. to know him better and better and closer and closer, mm, mm. more and more intimately, it, it, that Christ is his all in all. Mm. And he, 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 with human limitation, he very effectively puts that into words. Yeah. And we'll see that as we go through it and start looking yeah. at it in more detail. Yeah. Mm. But we see that there are a number of, a number of things here that he, 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 he talks about. Now, he says, in verse 8, that, that he may gain Christ. Yeah. Um, and then he, he, he tells us in verse 9 that it's through faith. And in verse 10, he says that I may know him. And then in verse 11, that I may attain him. Yes. And in verse 12, that I may lay hold of him. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, this is different ways of saying the same thing. He, and, and it's through faith. Mm. And, and he's, he's, but it, it's not a, blind faith is it it's 
people can be put off by that. They think it's possible, but then you say it's through faith, and have I got the faith to do it? Yeah. But the scripture's very clear. The Lord says, you draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. And, and so there will always be a response. Yeah. And it might be a bit dimmed at first, but hang in there mm. because the response, mm. you will become, it's not that the response is dim, it's what's going on in you. And the response will get stronger yeah. and stronger as you, as, you, as you persevere. Exactly. And so all of those different aspects of the same thing, you know, it, uh, pursuing is what you, you, you've yeah. said a few times, Derek, and, that, and that is, that's basically it, laying hold, you know, yes. gaining, pursuing. Yes. Um, but hidden within, because we did talk about the resurrection a little last week, we didn't talk about the fellowship of his sufferings. That's somewhere in the pursuit. There's also the fellowship of his sufferings. And that, uh, you know, often it goes hand in hand. In well, it does, but it can writings. be taken to extremes. You know, yeah. the, the Catholic Church, I think, is in danger of overdoing yeah. this. And, and so you, on Good Friday, you get people tied and sometimes even nailed to crosses. And that That's is not right. what this means no. at all. It means identifying. In fact, uh, we talked about it, I think it was in, well, in chapter one, and Derek talked about it, where um, when you begin to understand what God has done for you, mm. that he, he's loved you so much and he suffered this, it's identifying with that suffering. It's not suffering yourself. You're not required to do any further suffering. You, but you identify with his suffering on your behalf. Yeah. But then in Romans 8, you're absolutely right, by the way, but in Romans 8, you know, it's, it's almost as though there is going to be suffering. There is ah, going yes. to be persecution. Yeah, that's a different side of it. I agree but with that. But the suffering, I consider the suffering of this present time is not worth comparing that's quite to right. the glory that that's will be the, revealed in that's you. That's a further development yeah. of, 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 and, of and, what I was saying. And also Romans 5, where it talks about, you know, um, perseverance, character, yes. you know. There will be persecution. You will, be, you will suffer persecution yeah. being a Christian. But, but in terms of Christ's sufferings, you're not required to replicate them or repeat them. Artificially. Artificially, That's no, right. not at all. But do identify with them, yeah. what he has done for you. Yeah. Mm. Meditate yeah. on it. Good. And I think we'll expand on it, yeah. It's, it, we can't replicate his, you know, no. what he did to suffer for our sins, obviously, mm. that, that mm. would be heresy. Um, and we're not to pursue suffering for its own sake, as no. if, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. But, I, as but some do, as you there said. Is, um, yeah. There is the fact that if, as you pursue God and as you obey God, there, there are sufferings yes. that we, either through our own self-denial. Or trials, counted all joy when you encounter yeah. various trials. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, that part of that can be persecution. We, but he talks about fellowship, which is partnership. So there's a closeness. So even though we don't, none of us want to suffer, I think also he, when you go through something with someone and you suffer with them and in a way you, you partner with them, mm. through that crisis, through that suffering, you actually get closer to that person. Yeah. So through his identification with Christ, even through his sufferings, not that you enjoy the suffering, mm. but the benefit of it is that you enjoy a deeper relationship with that person. Mm. So even Paul looks past the suffering to the fact that even as I suffer for Christ, if yeah. you like, uh, I'm, I'm, it's, this is an awesome thing. I am And he does say in Romans Christ. 5, rejoice in your sufferings. And, you know, Peter rejoiced that he was counted worthy to suffer. You know, that there's something supernatural about 
that, I think, that, you know, of course, you're not, uh, as you say, we're not willing ourselves to <laughs> suffer. No. You know, we're not looking for suffering. But when we suffer for the sake of, mm. of Christ and the gospel, I think it does give you a, a deep sense of joy that you're, you're doing something for him, not for the sake of suffering. Uh, well, it does. And, and, and going, going back into this verse again, where it says, that I, that I may know him, very key, and the power of his resurrection mm. and the fellowship of his sufferings, which I say is identifying I think you're right the there. fellowship with what he's done in this context, right. and being conformed to his death, understanding that we died with him. Yeah. Um, but, but, um, and then taking the sufferings on to the argument that Derek was developing, you can't do that without the power of his resurrection. They're inseparable. Yeah. And in the power of his resurrection, you can go through sufferings. And it might mm. to the world seem that you're going mm. through hell, yeah. but you're not. Mm. You're not. Amazing. It's, uh, the, the, it, the Lord will protect you yeah. because you have the resurrection power of God there. Yeah. And, and this is a, a bit of a repeat of, you know, have, have this mind, you know, among yes. you. I have the mind of Christ because we had all those verses which talked about him eventually being obedient unto death. Yes. And as you say, we are sharing in that. Sharing. And it says, That's right. as you say, becoming like him in his death. We're partnering with him. And, and what mattered to Paul most of all is knowing Christ, being close to mm. Christ. Mm. And, and he realized that through, through that kind of suffering, not suffering for our own sin, but through that suffering, because of our dedication to Christ, we we come to know him more. We come mm. into that deeper relationship mm. with him. Mm. And um, I, I, w I really struggled with that final phrase um, yeah. until I saw something, I don't know what you think, but um, being conformed to his death. I yes. Thought, oh, that sounds very mystical. And, yeah. you know, but this word conformed isn't talking about an outward confirmation like we've got to get somebody to crucify us, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's actually in the inward attitude it's talking about, the right. inward that confirmation, it's that more faith. The in and, and then I, what I think it is this, that in his death, in his whole life, he displayed that attitude that we've been talking about of Christ, of, of, of laying down his own life mm. for the sake of the Lord and for mm. the sake of others. Mm. And he, but in, in his death, he did that to the ultimate degree. He literally gave up his whole life. Yeah. And what Paul desires is to be like Christ. Yeah. He wants that same nature in him yeah. where he totally forgets himself, gives himself away, loses his life for Christ's sake. It's that inner attitude that he's conformed to the nature of So I've got of ringing when I hear the word conform because I'm a simple type. You know, be not conformed, so the alternative, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. So you know what, know what is the acceptable, perfect will of God. It's, it's, it's Paul it again. Perfectly, it fits perfectly, doesn't it? It fits perfectly. Yes. It fits perfectly. To, so to be conformed, yeah. to be, or, or actually to be transformed to be conformed, if you know what I mean. Yes. See, the, the pursuit of Christ is also the pursuit to be Christ-like. Yeah. And those two fit together, you see, because, again, two people fall in love with one another, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they, what they want is to know each other and to be as one with each yeah. other. To be one means they have to kind of harmonize with each other. That's right. 
They have to become like each other, not yeah. identical, but yeah. they have to. Now, so they start talking. They might start mm. talking for hours and hours. Yeah. And what's happening is they're gradually being conformed. They're, they're changing, and they're yes, they're yeah, harmonizing good. Good. with it's each good, other. Yeah. And the more they harmonize, especially on a deeper level, the deeper their union can be. Mm. And so. To the desire to be Christ-like means we are harmonizing with Christ, which like means our union with Christ yeah. moves on to a deeper level. Yeah. And so he wants to be like Christ in yeah. his attitude yeah. because then he will know Christ and experience Christ Absolutely. all the more. It all Absolutely. kind of is two sides of the same yeah, So coin. you come from a position of not being conformed to being conformed. Yes. You know, that's where, where we're moving from. You know, we were once afar off. Now we've been brought near. Yeah. We've been brought near. That's wonderful. There's, we, I don't mind, by the way, going, keep going on these verses, but the next one, verse 12, is, is Paul. Humility kicks in again. Yes. You know, he's, he's persuading, arguing, you know, <coughs> teaching, but then he's, he's aware that it could be misconstrued, you know, that he's going too much or, or going too high for people to be able to grasp what he's saying. So he then says... Not that I've already obtained it. Saying well, this, it's a process, is, as you were saying earlier. He gets on to say that. Um, this is a really tricky verse, verse 11. Yes. All right, because yeah. here it, it could be read, uh, in this translation at least, because when it says the resurrection from the dead, it's the out-resurrection from the dead. Yeah. There's a prefix there. Yeah. Ek. And... and Basically, this is the resurrection of the believers, really, because the believers are resurrected out from among the unbelievers yeah. who are resurrected at the end of time. Mm. The believers' resurrection is the first resurrection. They, they're resurrected separately. Mm. And it seems like he's doubting his salvation. And, that and does, doesn't it? I, that, that you know, and so that, somehow that, If attain, that were true, that, wouldn't be, that would, wouldn't be humility, that would be doubt. And it would be contradicting yes. a lot of his other it, teachings. It, it would be, yeah. But uh, yeah. in my reading, I come across the thing that this phrase, if by any means, doesn't mm. necessarily mean that he's doubting. Mm. It actually is, an, is a phrase that acknowledges that it's not in his power. Yeah. In other words, we know from other verses he was assured of his salvation. Yes. But he knew that... It, it was humility, exactly That's what you good. said. He knew that he couldn't make it happen That's himself. very, very good. It yes. says only by the and, grace and of God. Isn't that, there's a lot of that through our scriptures, you know, through the New Testament, that, you know, do this, do this, do But actually, ultimately, it's something yes. transcendent that you have to then step back in humility and say, That's right. right. Somehow, he, by any means, God's right. going to achieve this. He's not reading the future. He's, he, he's striving towards the future and aiming yeah. for the goal, but he recognizes that it's God who works in him yeah. to do his good pleasure. Uh, so exactly. it's, it's, it's the plan of God which will, which will yeah. be supreme, yeah. not Paul's plan. And it's his humility again kicking in. Oh, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Turn off the mic. <laughs> no, I'm not. Carry on. Philippians 1.6, I think it is, he says... Faithful is he who begun a good work in yes. you who will complete it. So ultimately, our ultimate salvation is grounded in, in the faithfulness of God. We do have assurance, but not in our own ability to yeah. see this thing through, but in his faithfulness to, yeah. to see it through. And I think that's what he's, yeah. that humility like and, and that our English translation a bit lets us down there, I, be, I believe. Yes, that's a wonderful verse, isn't it? Verse 6, you're quite right, of chapter 1. It's, 
amazing how, how again it all intermeshes in Paul's writing. So as a, by the way, it's a wonderful thing to memorize Paul's letters mm. because then something happens, the synapses connect immediately mm -hmm. you know, yes. multiple which you've no doubt done, <laughs> Derek, so that's why you, we're, we're oh, able, actually. you know, we, we <laughs> as it, I, I really advocate it, to, you know, as much as possible, you know, so that you can meditate on God's word, memorize it, and then, uh, uh, you know, as we often do in Bible studies, you, you know, there's a verse from scripture that fits with this verse, and there's another verse, and that's basically what we're doing in Bible study. Yeah. See, the Lord, for the Lord to reveal to us, you know, his word and where it fits with other parts of his word. Mm. Yeah, wonderful. That's right. Okay, get my ear thing back in. Okay, so uh, have we got to verse twelve? Yes, I think so. That um, this is the humility again, but again, the context is pursuit. In this, this is an amazing verse. Yeah, the context is the exactly. pursuit, and he is saying, "I'm pursuing this Christ-likeness. You know, I want to experience the fullness." of the resurrection life of Christ in me. Yeah. But I'm not claiming that I've reached sinless perfection, which is really a false teaching that that's right. it's possible yeah. to reach yes, sinless right. perfection in this life. Um, we should just stop there because um, uh, John Wesley with his holiness movement, mm. he, he, did believe, he did believe that you could. And so, you know, th there was a grinding sort of um, teaching that you know you can live live your live your life moment by moment in, well a, sin, in a sinless yeah. way yeah it's well intentioned, it was well -intentioned. Right. and it was and it was at a time in history where it was needed in one sense yes for but the salvation army had it as well that's right they had the holiness movement and they did see some wonderful movements of the lord yeah. but they were in a sort of legalistic way were pursuing holiness there's a wonderful book by harry ironside um, who wrote a book, True and False Holiness, I think it's called something like that. And he was in the, he was in the, 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 the holiness movement in the Salvation Army in Canada, mm. the, the early part of the 20th century. And he, he was, wore himself out and was thoroughly depressed and went to a, um, a Salvation Army, had their own sort of rest and recuperation home. And it was full of people, you know, almost going mad because they were striving to reach this level of of perfection and of course utterly failing mm -hmm. and at that point he realized that it was a false teaching and good, he came good for him but you can see how it comes about especially if you're in a, a climate of debauchery yeah you, know, you want to set up a standard you yeah. know to absolutely you know maybe the georgian times or the times of of john wesley you know you really do want to have a contrast yes. and and then that you take the teaching too far Yes, and it, it leads. And, and to also, it's not about our own righteousness anyway. It's about yes. appropriating Christ's righteousness. Yeah. But the problem with believing that you've attained yeah. is that you know the whole picture is a pursuit. You know, and he's going to talk about a runner mm. running for the line. Well, the moment you think you've made it, you I stop know. pursuing. It's, you exactly. you stop. You know. Well, exactly. you know. You start to coast. I can't resist my little anecdote of the lady that came up to. Charles Spurgeon at the end of his sermon. Mr. Spurgeon, I've not sinned all week. Well, madam, you see, lowered over her. You must be very proud. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. <laughs> In other words, it is, that is the problem. Yeah. I, I, but by the way, this is the world that we live in. Self-righteousness, you know, people actually talk as though, you know, and in the media and, and in some of these 
you know, campaigns as though they are whatever the, the yeah, issue yeah. is, as though they're the perfect ones. Yes. Virtue signaling. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yes. And they really believe it. They, they, they it gives them that sense of pride and self-righteousness, that they're the ones who are saving the planet. They're the ones who are, you know, who've got it all sorted out. On one side or another, sometimes on two extremes, you can have people equally self-righteous that they're correct. Yeah. We, we, we moved into an era, a polarized era, where it's, it's almost impossible to see um, anything other than division because of people being so um, self-righteous, so certain of their righteousness, mm. instead of the humility of chapter 2 and chapter 3 of and Philippians. What Paul is wanting is, 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 is to appropriate the righteousness of Christ anyway. He realizes it's not his righteousness. But this is one of the greatest pursuit verses there is here mm. because he, he talks, I press on. Now, this is the same word as he used earlier for that he persecuted the church because mm. mm. to persecute means to hunt down, yeah. to pursue and hunt down and bring under arrest. I love it's this. It's the very verse. same word. Yeah. That I am that's actually wonderful. not pursuing Christians anymore. No, that's marvelous. I'm pursuing Christ. Yeah. I am. Yeah, you know, hunting, giving, him down. hunting him to him down, to apprehend him, yeah. to appropriate him. Yeah. And, and then he says that I may lay hold, mm. that I may possess mm. the life of Christ in me. Yeah. And he's, and, but I love the fact that he says, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold on me. Mm. So he's pointing out that actually it was Christ who pursued him first. Yeah. You see, which is chapter two, Christ pursued us in his love in order to possess us, in order to have him for himself. And he says, Christ has laid hold on me and now I'm reciprocating that mm. pursuit of love mm. and now I am pursuing him yeah. with all my might to lay hold of him and everything yeah. he is. And uh, bring may it I into just my ask, life. I don't often do this, but could we just read again 12 to uh, 14. It's so powerful, John, those, those two or three verses. You want me to read them again? Yeah, I think just from verse 12 to verse 14. Okay. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It is dramatic stuff. It, is, it, it really is. Yeah. And it's the humility, but not the inaction. No. As you say, you haven't arrived. No. You would stop. You're hunting. You know, like, a, like he's a running. Yeah. A runner yeah, in this case. Just, he's, never he's, he's done back. a lot. Yeah. For goodness sake. I mean, it's Paul. He, you know, he has already run the race in many ways. He's there. Um, and yet what he writes is, look, I'm still, I'm still on the race. The runner is, thinks he's won, you know, because yeah. he's way ahead of yes. the other people he knows. Steve Ovett. There was a classic race yeah. with Steve Ovett in the late 1970s, I think it was. And he would always... You know, he was classic. I love Steve Ovett. He, you know, classically waving his hands on the final straight. And someone did actually catch him up and overtake him. Exactly. You begin to coast, yeah. you see. Yeah. In fact, then, not just on the final straight, when he was coming round the bend on the 800 metres or the 1500 metres, he, yeah. he was celebrating victory. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so we're in this race until we cross the finishing line. Exactly. Which is, which exactly. is either our death or yeah. when the Lord comes for us. Yeah. Um, and and it's, it's the attitude of an athlete, of a runner, yeah. of a sportsman. Yeah. <clears throat> because you've got, in order to do that, you know when he says one thing I do, the I do is in italics, it's not there. Mm. So this is one thing. It, mm. and this is the quality of concentration. Mm. You, you are totally focused mm. on, on that one thing. Yeah. This is the pursuit. The one thing yeah. is, is, is Christ. Yeah. You know? And he says, in order to do that, you have to forget those things which are behind. Mm. Mm. That's a big one. Yes, it is. When I used to play golf, particularly golf, because you've got time to mull and think. That's right. I would, I, 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 in theory, I enjoyed golf, but I, I, my mind did me shot. in. Yeah, if you did a bad shot. I would shot. analyse all my mistakes on the I last can hole. Believe, can you believe that, that, that Derek would do that? I can. Not I just can. the last hole, the previous. <laughs> and I, I got myself into this horrible paralysis. Yeah. And, I, and so I played the next hole badly because most of my attention was focused on my the mistakes of the exactly. past, and I didn't really live in the moment. Yeah, and if really you listen good. to all these sportsmen, like, like Emma Raducanu, Rad Rad yeah, Rad you know, constant emphasis of their success is their mental. Yeah. They were able to focus themselves On into the, the moment, yeah. not to jump ahead, oh, what if I win this game and yeah. then the next game, and then your consciousness is, is yeah. diluted. Or in the successes of the past or yes. in the failures of yeah, the past. Yeah, that's my problem in golf. So I, I put everything into those, uh, the, the early, you know, let's say the opening nine holes um, and, and clock that ball. You know, I want to, with the drive, I want to get the, you know, the furthest possible. But by the time I'm getting to the final holes, my arm's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got anything, and the, the ball's going there in every direction. <laughs> It's just the, the whole swing is gone. Sorry, yeah. it's completely irrelevant. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, but yeah, you that's can't. The, that's the physical. You've got to pace yourself. Yeah. You've got to pace yourself, not but completely. Like, for instance, with, with Emma and the tennis, you can make two mistakes. One is you could rest yourself in the comfort. Oh, didn't I play that last game beautifully? Mm. And you rest yourself in your past successes. That's, that's good. And Jesus warned his disciples, don't rejoice you know, mm. uh, you, demons fly out mm. in, when, you pr when you cast them out. Don't rest your, yourself in your past successes yeah. because then your, your heart is detached from, mm. from doing mm. the present moment or in your failures either. And in other words, once you've confessed a sin or a failure, you've got to let it go. And this forgetting is to do with what's on the forefront of your mind. Mm. To remember is to bring it to the forefront of your mind. So we control what comes on the forefront of our mind. And it really means to assign to oblivion. In other words, as thoughts try and come into the front of your mind, of your past successes, your past failures, you have to push them away. Forget it. It's not as if you, you know no, they have. I happen. know, there are consequences, yeah. But they aren't to dominate your thinking. Yeah. They're not to control you. Yeah. Yeah. And so that you can give all of your attention to the now and mm. what you're doing in the now. Mm. There's, a, there's another story, I can't help, you know, anecdotes from athletics, but there's another story of this chap who, who for some reason or other, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't qualify or run in, in the running races on the track. And the only one, final one he could get into was the walk. And he 
wasn't prepared for it, but he just had a determination he was going to, you know, compete in, in the walk. And so there he was at the starting line and he was forgetting all that was behind, all the disappointments, he was determined to do the, the walk race. And you, because he wasn't skilled in it, he, he just knew that you had to keep one foot on the ground the whole time, otherwise you're running. And so he was being increasingly left behind in this race while the pack was sort of bounding, as it were, you know, with their, with their walking style, which looks a bit strange. How do they do it? Yeah, and, yeah. But he just carried on, carried on. And, and as it happened, the whole pack came round the final bend and someone triggered into a, 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 a skip, a run, and the whole lot of them ran towards the line. <laughs> and so this chap just methodically kept to the rules he and he won the race. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great story. It's a true story. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I love that story. I, I think I can fit it into this passage, but it's quite, <laughs> it's quite difficult. But he did finish the race. Yes. And the point is that... Um, that's that is the point. Yeah, it isn't. Is there someone? Is there someone you know who's ahead of you, or is more sort of recognised in the Christian world, or or who's more successful in Christian ministry, or 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 asked to endorse books and and all of this? It's all rubbish. It is. It's all rubbish. It's it's actually you, and are you completing the race, and are you honouring the Lord in your life? Yeah. It's relevant. All of this pecking order that we have in human thinking. Yes. Forget all of that. Just, just, just go for this prize of, as it were, the, the heavenly calling. We're and I've already skipped a couple of verses to get to that. But yeah. We're, yeah, we're to have a future orientation. Yeah. Because he says, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Mm. So well, you can't change the past. No. Right? You've got to leave it under I the blood of Jesus. I believe that so strongly. I, I do think that this is an important thing because some folk are living their lives with regrets. And, and it's a sad thing when you, it weighs you down. If only I'd have done that in my life or I'd have done that or that or that. It's, it's so sad because exactly what you're saying. You, it will completely handicap you yes. for today and tomorrow and the rest of your life. But aside from that, it's not good for your spirit. It's, you know, you just... The, the, athlete, the Lord each day. The athlete forgets the past, he has a future orientation and, and he has that vision in his mind of crossing that finishing yeah. line. He, he's got his eyes on the prize. Yeah. And the best way that you can get there <clears throat> is, is by giving all your energy into the present moment. Yeah. And, and so not let, letting yourself be diverted into the past. Have your eyes on the prize and give your all in the present. And, and by the way, you can't doing. control. So you said if by any means I'll attain the resurrection, that's future. That's in God's yeah. hands. Yes. You can't control the future. You also can't change the past. So forget it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you learn from the past. We learn so much from it, but we can't change it and we shouldn't be worried about it. And the best way you can prepare a good future is by living today. Exactly. The best way you possibly Absolutely. can to the glory of God. That Absolutely. will prepare your future for you. Absolutely. That's what's under your control right yeah, now, as yeah, it were. Yeah, and don't, don't waste a moment and, you know, on chasing after the wind, as Solomon would say. You know, chase after the Lord. Pursue yes. him. And how do you do that? Your viewers will say, yes, all very well, but how do I 
chase after the Lord. How well, you're you, here to tell us, John. You, well, I'm going to put, <laughs> put forward some ideas. You know, I think that the, the, the best way to chase after the Lord is to get into His Word, yes. to mm. study it, to, mm. to have a, a disciplined yes. program in your, you know, in your life that you can either do it every day or every other day or whatever it is or once a week, but do it. And, 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 and study and grow and, and allow him to reveal himself more and more because as he reveals himself more and more, you know, as when you see, I'm sure we've all experienced it, when you see something in scripture that you've read hundreds of times and you suddenly see, it just takes your breath away, doesn't it? And you say, Lord, you are just wonderful. Mm -hmm. And this is pressing forward. This yeah. is aiming, going forward with him, with the Holy Spirit, to teach you and encourage you and to guide you. Yeah. That's the only way. There's no other way, and prayer, of course, yeah. but there's, there's no other real way of yeah. pressing forward, being obedient. Yeah. All these things are important, but then that becomes a lifestyle. You know, you, are, you become an obedient disciple and you're learning and studying and through that you are pressing forward towards the goal. You're growing in Christian maturity. That's really what it is. You're trying to become more and more mature as a Christian. That's right. That's right. And, and meditate. I love the scripture. One of the first ones I learned. Meditate on, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. And I often thought about that as a kid. You know, at night time, how do you do it? If you, if you, if you haven't Put it in your heart, yeah. You, you because otherwise you're blank. Mm. Yeah, you, you know. So you really do start. To, can be by memorizing or just read, reading. The Lord mm. deposits it in your heart, and then you can meditate on it. You can meditate throughout the day. Yeah, mm. and um, that's pursuing. It's meditating. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, verse fourteen. Verse fourteen. If we got to verse fourteen already, crumbs. We're racing along. <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> literally because yes. yeah. he it, it seems like paul loved the athletics you know yes and he got a lot of his inspiration yeah. from that yeah. and uh, he says he's pressing again he's got this orientation to to the goal to the price yeah i press toward the goal by the way end of 13 don't want to do a derrick on this but for, for end of i've got straining towards yeah. you know it's not just pursuing it's not just hunting, it's, it's absolutely stretching it's to like the limit. You're yeah. just, you know, <laughs> yes. you're reaching, you know, almost beyond yourself. You're st mm. absolutely straining every heart and nerve and sinew yeah. to serve your turn long after they are gone. You're giving your all into the present. So hold on when there is nothing in you except yes. the will which says to you, hold on. You know, you're just everything to the limit. Yes. Mm. Wonderful. And though he says, I haven't attained it yet, he has this wonderful confidence that he will attain it. He will cross that finishing line. Yeah. He will get the prize. You know, he talks about the goal and the prize. You know, the goal, if you like, is, is the finishing line. Yeah. The prize is, is Christ, I suppose, that you know, there, is, there will come a moment when we will enter into fullness yeah. of yeah. joy, fullness of glory. And, and so this race has a purpose. It has yeah. an end. We are pressing I get the sense. That. I get the sense from the, the, these final words on this is that um, he's quite near. There's something about, you know, as we were stretching to get over the line. You know, you imagine when they're on the yes. final straight, these runners. There's that final stretch, the final straight. I just, mm. I may be wrong, but I just get that sense in Paul's mind. He's he's thinking right. Just he's done a lot, hasn't he? He's run a race. He could, as you say, he could stop and think, well, I've done that, you know, I've got to yes. here. That's, 
that's a good job done. But he's now, he, the finish line is in sight. Mm. He's been talking about it. Yeah. And now it's just that final stretch. Yeah. Yes. Which is all important because there's many occasions in scripture where at the end you've got Noah, let's say, didn't quite get it right. Hezekiah didn't quite get it right at the end. There are other examples of those that um, Gideon you know, points his son. You know, that we, we've got to not just get to the high points, we've got to actually stretch it right to the end. Mm. One little aspect of this. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, the finishing line is either our death or when, if the Lord comes for, for us. Yeah. But either way, there's an upward call. Yeah. You know, it talks about the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And interesting, uh, if an athlete won the, the, um, the race, as it were, he would then go up in the stands where the emperor was sitting to, to receive his reward, mm. a crown of wreaths in that yeah. case. But uh, in the same way, that there is going to be a moment when we are called up mm. to glory mm. uh, and there will be, God will call us up, as it were, yeah. and we will receive yeah. fullness and we'll receive eternal rewards. So again, we've, we've spoken many weeks ago now, because we've been in Philippians a few weeks, we, we, we spoke about where he is physically in Rome, you know, and mm -hmm. he's writing to Philippians who are familiar with these traditions. So you just mentioned about going to get the wreath. Mm -hmm. he, he, he's, Paul is conscious of the sort of cultural climate he's in. He, he's, yeah. The truths are there, but he uses illustrations from the culture. So people really know what it is. They know about these, the yes, games, yes. don't they? They know yes. about the oh, reasons. Yes. They know about these things. Yes. They know about the prize. Mm. But he's talking about a much, much higher prize. Yes. A much grander race. Much more important. Incorruptible crown. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Keep going. Praise God. Keep going. So he's motivated by wanting to experience more of Christ now, yeah. but his ultimate motivation mm -hmm. is he's, he knows he's heading for eternal glory. And, and I believe the more we pursue Christ now, mm. and the more we shine for him now, the greater mm. glory yeah. we will have yeah. in eternity. Yeah. And, and so his motivation is, is he's looking ahead. Yeah. He's looking to the finishing line. He's giving his all right yeah. now because he wants to finish well, as you said. And he knows he might die any time. I mean, if he's found guilty at this trial, yeah. it, he, that's his finish. And he wants to finish well. He wants to finish yeah, to exactly. the glory of God. Yeah, it's, it's you know, we have a, a phrase, you know, going out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> but that, that sometimes is, is someone just, you know, in a final shootout or something, you know. Which, but, but actually, it's, it's in that there is this, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. You're actually doing it. When the master returns or when you go to glory, you're still doing his business. You're serving him. You're honoring him. Yeah. You're giving glory to him. You're meditating on his word. You're, yeah. you're fulfilling the mind of Christ, the salvation within. At that point, this is, I suppose it's Salvation Army theology, but you know, I'm not saying that you won't be saved if you don't. But what a wonderful thing mm. if you are at that point when you're taken to glory you're absolutely full throttle serving yes. the Lord. Yes. yes. What we should be aiming for. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And um, you know, we 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 have failings, and we 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 can get tripped up, but we that's that should be what we're yeah. as it were. We haven't obtained it, 
You know, we don't take a break. And sadly, I, I do know even Christians today who, who have really served the Lord in their life. They've been leadership, in leadership in churches and they've got distracted and they've actually given up. That's the, con that's the contrast. That's the tragic, a yeah. tragedy. And they've gone and pursued, you know, selfish lusts instead. Mm. And that is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yes. I think for the Lord, firstly, but, but for them and for their families, it's yes. a heartbreaking thing. Yes. And go Paul, away Paul from the faith. Goes on and talks about them. We may yeah, not get to that. Of course he does. This yeah, of time, course he does. He talks about the danger of that. Yeah. Um, but he talked. He said this mindset that he's been uh, yeah. advocating and really showing through the through an athlete, the mindset of pursuing Christ and mm. Christ likeness. Notice he says that's the mature. That's mindset. what John was saying. Yes. Yeah. John was saying. Yeah. Mm. So that's right. It, that's an interesting. So. That is an interesting one because I, I read this and it says those of us who are mature, well, my understanding is that it, it, we're in a process of being mature, which is what you were yeah. saying. And, you know, the, the, what is it, the fivefold ministry until we should all reach maturity, you know, mm -hmm. uh, in the body of Christ. Um, but here he's saying those of us who are mature Again, should he's, take a view of this. He's thing. not saying perfect. perfect. No. But he's saying relatively mature. It's a, okay. Yeah. You know, as we grow up, we mature. Yeah. And so he's basically saying, first of all, this is how you become mature. Yeah. By having, this is how you grow spiritually, is by pursuing Christ, and and this is the mark of someone who is mature and who has the mind of Christ. That they have right. that whole yes. attitude. Yeah. 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 Take who've literally read chapter two. Yes. Of um, of Philippians. It's so important because. You know, this, the, the, these verses, the, the whole book of Philippians is, is read regularly in churches and bits of it. And, and we see it generally in such a shallow way. We know it's a challenge to love one another. Yeah. And that's about it. But it, that's not what it's saying. It is, of course, yeah. saying that. But it's saying so much more. Mm. Mm. And, and we will never succeed in loving one another if we don't really understand what this epistle is saying. And, yeah. and that unless we aim for Christ, unless Christ is our focus and, and his word is our life, yeah. we won't change. So it's no good going to church every Sunday and you know, then carrying on in the week because there's no growth in yeah. that. There's no brownie points earned with the Lord with it. I'm not saying all those people are unsaved, but there's no maturity there at all. Yeah. And maturity only comes through discipline uh, and obedience mm. and application. Yeah. And if you don't have those things, you're never going to achieve this goal. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even going to get yeah. far from the starting line. But Paul is, is always sort of conscious that not everyone is with him. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's saying these important things. I think even the fact that he's saying, not that I've already obtained purely because there are people out there who might be saying, oh, he's getting a bit big, big for his boots. Yeah, there'll be lots but of But then things. you come down to verse 15, and he says, you know, and it, 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 some of you might think differently on one point or other. Don't get hung up on that, because he's not trying to ram it down their throats that this is, you do as me, and you be, you know, and have all this yeah. together. He's basically saying, you know, some of you may think differently, but God will make that clear yeah, to you. Yeah, I mean, God will... Yeah. Convict you because yes. either these are sinless perfectionists that think they've made it already, so yeah. that, you know, yeah. and they, they think every th every thought that comes to their mind is what God tells yes. them. Yes, you know, I've met people. Like that. <laughs> you know, or it's 
more okay. commonly people who think, well, I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven now. Yeah. I don't really have to try very hard at this. Yeah. I don't even have to go to church. I don't really need to have prayers, mm. devotional time, you know, and they, they're coasting and they think they're fine. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm forgiven. Thank you very much. And, and Paul is basically, well, God, God will be convicting you that, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that you've got the wrong attitude. Mm -hmm. your, your, mm -hmm. your mindset is like a baby. Yeah, yes. It's an immature mindset. That's right. That's right. A mature mindset is to pursue Christ because yeah. he, he loves you so much. You should be loving him. Yeah. You should be pursuing him with everything you've yeah. got. And which is the purpose for us being down here? Yeah. In one sense. I mean, why, why wouldn't we be just, uh, the, uh, once we're born again, just be translated to glory? You know, there's this process of us maturing. Yes. Um, there's a process of running the race. There, there, there's a purpose in building it's all up the for character. an eternal purpose, which yes. is absolutely... I mean, there are obviously going to be big Bible schools in heaven, I'm quite yes. sure, and we're going to learn a lot of things we never knew. Yes. But, but it's preparation. Yeah. Otherwise, we, the Lord wouldn't ask us to do it. He's not asking us to do it for his, its own sake yeah, exactly. or, or to amuse exactly. him. It has a purpose. And, and so sad that some as Derek's just been saying, that some just remain a sort of spiritual dwarfs, as it were. Yes, um, and never reach their potential. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, not fully formed. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's something that's not pleasant. It's not, you know, yeah. in the physical and in the spiritual. Well, it's a form of unbelief, because if they realise what the Lord says about them, that he, he called them before the foundation of the, of the earth. He knew them. He, 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 he knitted them together in their mother's wombs. He has a purpose for each and every one, works that he has called for them to, for them to walk in. So, you know, it, it's not given. None of, I, I, I hazard a guess that none of those works mean lying on the sofa watching football all day. Yes. They, they, they're, they're each one of us, written in our book of life in heaven, is the blueprint for our life. Mm -hmm. And it's up to each one of us to search that out before the Lord and you'll know I mean if you have you know if you if you just love the law for example and you just want to you there's more you want to do than anything else is go to university and study law that's almost certainly what the Lord has put in you yeah. you are called to be a lawyer or yeah. a doctor or a dentist or a bricklayer whatever it is follow that thing that's in you because it's part of your destiny Mm -hmm. and, and it's very important. But do uh, all for his glory. It doesn't matter for, what you do. all for his glory. Mm -hmm. So you need to search out this blueprint for your life. It exists. Yeah, yeah. It's not some random thing that you put together or mm -hmm. you come up with some ideas and all say, yeah, it's okay, you go and do that. No, he has a blueprint for your life mm -hmm. and you have to search it out with him. But there's so many obstacles. The obstacles start, probably start with your parents and then, and then your peers and your school teachers, all of whom, not deliberately, but because of the system we live in, are starting to squash you. Yeah, squash, no, that it, is squash true. it out of you know. from the word go. It's, um, and and you, you know, we know your little boys, well, when I was a little boy, wanted to be train drivers or, 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 or firemen or whatever it is. But all right, that's just part of testing ideas you grow up. But gradually those ideas distill down into something else. And then your father says, no, nah, that's not what you want to do, you know. That's not what you want to do. And, and, and so you're pushed in another direction. Well, he may be right or he may be wrong. But the point I'm making is that, is that each one of us is so precious and each one of us has a purpose and destiny in this world, yeah. which we need to seek out. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, and I'm speaking by the Spirit now, yeah. because we're going to take those skills into the next world. There's a purpose for it. Yeah. 
a reason That's for it. it. I, I, I believe that. And, you know, the spiritual character that comes through whatever avenue of life you, you, yeah. you, you follow, um, it, it, that the spiritual character you take with you as yes. well. And if you don't, you don't do take it, much with you, you don't, no, no, no. We don't take our time. No, us, no, no, we don't. But what, we take our minds with us, yeah. we take all our learning with us. Mm -hmm. And of course, when we get there, we're going to do a lot of unlearning. Yeah. But if you've never learned what you were required to learn, you're going to have to learn it there. You have to go back into the kindergarten mm -hmm. because you're not going to get away with it. That's for sure. The Lord's not changed yeah. his mind on the blueprint for your eternal life. Exactly. Mm. Eternal yeah. life. Wonderful. Yeah, well, last couple of minutes. <laughs> Who do I give the final word to? I don't want to interrupt John. <laughs> it's really enjoyable, really enjoyable. Yeah, so um, it, it is, um, we, we, John is talking what is there in these verses that we're literally pursuing. We are, um, um, you, you said it earlier actually, John, you know, three or four different instances of, of, of gaining, you know, of knowing, yes. of That's right. um, taking hold of, of that which, um, I love apprehend, by the way, there's something yeah. about a apprehend. Yes. Something. You've really got it if you've apprehended yes. it. And um, part of the mature mindset, yeah. I've, one way to look at it is dissatisfaction. Yeah. Not dissatisfaction with our lot in life or anything like yeah. that. Dissatisfaction with our spiritual growth, with where we're Very at good. spiritually. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And, and that's what he's kind of saying. Some of them have the attitude, I'm satisfied where I'm at. Yeah. I don't. But to have the, I could. You know, dissatisfaction with, with how much Christ is flowing through me, yeah. how much the yeah. fruit of the Spirit is yeah. developed in my life. Yeah. There needs to be this dissatisfaction. Yeah. I haven't attained it yet, but I'm pressing on to grow spiritually. And that yeah. is the mature mindset, I that's think, really that good. Paul is trying to get them yeah. to embrace. Yeah, you know? yeah. and those, those that do achieve, that's the feature, isn't it? They just, yeah. they, they just want to do that a little bit better. I, I never forget um, Oscar Schindler at the end of of the film, he's distraught because he, even though thousand plus he saved Jewish people on Schindler's list, mm. he just was desperately, mm. he w we could have had one more, yeah. and, you know, and one more, one more, and I, I think that's how we should yeah, this, viewing this our is lives. Yeah, this is exactly how Paul just is talking. keep going. We can actually do more. We can, yeah. We've achieved a lot, much. God's achieved much within us, but we just, yeah, we haven't arrived. No. Bear that in mind, folks, uh, as we and, and we haven't arrived, as I would say, uh, uh, you know, we haven't got to the end of Philippians chapter four yet. So look forward to going through the rest of chapter three next week. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, John, especially.